as a developed country, should Canada be looking backwards and say, or looking inwards um, to say that, should we be focusing on industrial manufacturing or should we focus more on uh, research and development, service industries, industries of the future? Welcome to the Go Pod. Pod. <laughs> so, what is the Go Pod about? Do we want to introduce our listeners to uh, what we are going to talk about? What that, um, you know, what 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 are they expecting when they listen to our podcast? Yeah. Let's start by introducing ourselves. Uh, you know, what 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 are they expecting when they listen to our podcast? Yeah. Let's start by introducing ourselves. Uh, so, I'll start. My name is Ezaz. I I work for goshoplocal.com it's uh, it's an online shopping marketplace uh, meant for independent canadian businesses and with me are uh, dora and suvi dora hi i'm dora i'm the marketing lead at goshoplocal.com and hi i'm suvi i'm the creative lead at goshoplocal.com <laughs> <laughs> good uh, so now what we're thinking is we'll introduce one topic every week and uh, we'll have conversation, um, you know, invite comments from the audience and move the conversation forward about um, promoting and supporting independent local Canadian businesses uh, as compared to multinational corporations. Uh, and we have our reasons of doing that. There's plenty of reasons why you should be shopping local, why you should be supporting local businesses. Uh, but we'll delve into much deeper into each topic and um, see how we can um, give momentum to this movement that started with COVID uh, and how we can channels and put systems in place that make it easy uh, to shop and support your local businesses. Look, when we were building Go Shop Local, we realized that there were not many um, Canadian-made products that we could find, uh, and especially finished products. So Canada does a lot of industrial manufacturing, but uh, it was hard to find products that were entirely made in Canada. Um, and if they were, they were not at the price point with, at which consumers were used to buying. So the question for this week is, why aren't there more made in Canada products? Dora, do you have your thoughts on that? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think that um, a lot of the countries uh, in North America, especially, they just shift more towards consumerism rather than supplying the products. Um, so because we are so uh, consumer oriented, we are so used to buying the products and not making the products. And we just resort to, you know, buying these products of, for example, Amazon, because it's the most convenient choice. But we don't really question where those products that are sold on Amazon are coming from, how they're made. Um, are there ethics put in place behind these products and behind the businesses who create these products? So I think because we've been living in this system for a little bit now that we are just so set in our habits and that's why we don't even consider maybe uh, making new products in Canada. We just resort to what we already have and how we're used to living. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and Suvi, you've been dealing with a lot of uh, vendors uh, that are on our platform right now and you're reaching out to uh, more vendors that we can support and we can promote their products on our platform. So um, when you talk to these vendors, like, um, what do you find? Like, how are they manufacturing their products and um, what are the operations? What do the operations look like? So quite a few of them, actually, they handcraft their products, but 
many of them also outsource or outsource a couple of parts or you know put them together in that way by themselves so there's a variety of um, people on our platform who do it all yeah so I've noticed that uh, a lot of our amazing vendors do handcraft their own products nice and uh, yeah that's another thing even the vendors that manufacture their products uh, in Canada they're mostly handcrafted products uh, there's not much that's happening on a mass industrial scale. What we're wondering is, did Canada ever have a thriving manufacturing sector or um, have we always relied on imports for our needs? Um, yeah, that's definitely an interesting question that we've kind of touched upon this morning. Um, and we were trying to, you know, go back and think about um, the early settlements and how people started the life they started here and um, we spoke about you know Hudson's Bay and the fur trade and all of that but we also don't really know um, a lot about it and I think that a lot of you guys listening could also relate to this and maybe it's something that's not really communicated and I'm sure people were making their own you know goods and food uh, for sure, they were probably, you know, making things at home, um, but I don't think they were necessarily making things to sell um, to other countries unless they were selling within their community or they would probably rely more on the goods being imported to Canada. But as that is just my view of things. So um, I think that's definitely something that we can explore further. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think most of our manufacturing in North America, uh, especially, gets done in Mexico. Uh, of course, there are, uh, there are the questions of labor costs and uh, logistics, um, but some come something coming out of Mexico would have lower labor costs and would uh, be easy to transport uh, mm -hmm. up north than say something coming by ship from China or uh, any East Asian country, for that matter. So. I think in future we could see uh, more manufacturing coming from um, Central or South America even, um, but that is something that we need to be seen. And uh, that brings up a more important question is, um, as in, and uh, continue to rely on imported um, imports for our product needs. I feel like it depends on a larger scale where you want to take the country. So. People can only contribute to the movement, but I also think that, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, people can, I feel like, okay, this is what I was going to say. Things can kind of get lost if you only rely on imported goods. If things are coming from other countries, the culture gets lost because what do we represent if we're not making our own products, if we're not making our own goods. Mm. If we only provide services and it's a service-based country, yes, that stands on its own. But I think we as humans, we're meant to like create and we're meant to you know, use our abilities to move ourselves and our civilization forward. And the only way we can do that is if we craft things, if we create things, if you know, we all kind of come together and we make something happen. But if mm. a if a country lacks that aspect, I'm afraid that they would put their culture at stake as well. Absolutely. Um, and uh, did you want to add something to me? Yeah, no, this reminds me of something I was literally just reading. Um, mm -hmm. In 1989, 
70% of our textiles came from us. And now mm -hmm. it's 4.8%. Wow. That's oh, wow. a crazy drop. Like, just reading that, my jaw dropped. And it was that textiles and garments manufactured in Canada? Yeah. Yeah, wow. so 70% okay. manufactured in Canada came directly from us, but now it's 4.8%. Well, not now. That was 2015, the most recent. Right. But yeah, that's still really that's recent. So that's a crazy drop. 65%. That's not. That's notable. That's very notable, yeah. Yeah, and I completely agree that, uh, you know, there should be some... Um, some level of understanding of where our products are coming from the source of origin of our products and uh, there has to be a core list of essentials that we get manufactured in canada that we can manufacture ourselves rather than relying on a country like china and COVID has taught us that you know when we when we rely so much on other countries to fulfill our basic needs the prices can go high and it affects the short term and the long term uh, growth of our own country so I think it is really, really important that uh, looking at sustainability and how even though logistics are getting more efficient, uh, you know, in the use of uh, our natural resources, if we start, if every country started manufacturing core essentials in their own countries, it would, um, it would create a huge impact by reducing our carbon footprint. Mm -hmm. It would also create more job positions for people, mm -hmm. especially because... Canada is a multicultural country and people are coming in on a daily basis. So these people have skills that they've learned before that they could implement here. So I think that if we were to produce more of our products, then it would provide more jobs, which will drive the economy even further. So Absolutely, yes. And to, to this effect, there has to be... Okay, so... If we agree on that, that we need to manufacture products in Canada, how do we make that happen? Who are the stakeholders who need to be involved uh, in making this happen? And the first thing that people always like to blame is the government, where uh, we need to have regulations in place or at least initiatives in place uh, that kind of encourage uh, made in Canada products. Um, India recently, uh, with the new government, had a Make in India campaign and uh, a lot of industry developed from that, uh, you know, uh, even though India already had some exports in place, uh, a small initiative by the government gave a huge impetus to uh, industrialists or businesses to start manufacturing products in India and exporting them. So I think that is where it needs to start. It has to come from the government as an initiative. But until then, we can or to even spur that, we could, um, at a, on a very local level, by joining forces with local independent craft, you know, craftsmen and um, small factories, uh, and giving them the, them the support they need to be able to consolidate our voice and reach the government to say, you know what, now you need to step up and you need to make uh, create initiatives that support this movement. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people get inspired by others and what they see around themselves. So, for example, um, you know, people who make jewelry in Canada will look at somebody else and they're making, I don't know, handcrafted cards for birthdays and anniversaries and special occasions, right? And they're going to kind of channel that drive from each other and they're going to say oh wow there's somebody else like me who is making something else in Canada and maybe somebody who has always wanted to make something but just hasn't made that move will look at that as well and say oh I want to join in on that movement right so I think 
as long as we bring up the awareness and as long as we introduce these people who handcraft things and mm. brands who are made in Canada and who do really, really well to others, I think that there can be a lot of inspiration from that. Absolutely. Yet another way that we can look at this is that we don't have to produce products from scratch. Uh, if we're looking at sustainable production, upcycling as a movement has a great potential in Canada. Uh, a company like Chop Value that uh, collects chopsticks and converts them into interior design pieces has collected over the last few years has collected more than 18 million chopsticks and prevented uh, those chopsticks from going into landfill. So. Um, I think that would be a good starting point rather than importing raw materials uh, and then converting them into products. We use the use the current waste that we produce and upcycle them into uh, beautiful pieces of product. Yeah, that reminds me of a business, I forgot the name, but she takes old CDs that people just don't use anymore. She breaks them up and turns them into disco balls nice. and they look and so, so cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that's, that's another great example. Mm-hmm. Um, this is mall in um, somewhere in Scandinavia, I believe, uh, where the entire business model. So every store in that mall has the same business model, and um, mm. the mall as a and they basically, I can't remember the name. It escapes me right now. But they um, kind of they have they, they visit the local recycling plant mm-hmm. um, every single day yeah. and collect scraps of leather, you know, uh, oh, plastic yeah. or vinyl, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, reproduce them into beautiful new pieces. It doesn't have to be the same product. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just use the material to make beautiful creations. Um, So yeah, that is something that we could start with in Canada, I think. And that's already a proven business model that works. Um, I think it would be an easy thing to start with. Yeah, Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. My mom actually mentioned about that to me. Mm -hmm. And I was so impressed. And she like started digging into it and she loved the idea so much. And Mm -hmm. I think now when she like hears about things that are upcycled or you know, repurposed, like mm-hmm. she's just like so fascinated about it and yeah. it yeah. makes her more inclined to purchase from somebody who does that. Yeah. Like Ardent Earth, for example, uh, a vendor that sells on goshoplocal.com, like they take um, coffee bags and they turn them into a laundry basket or, you know, you mm-hmm. can use it for uh, your coffee pods or whatever it might be. Like you can store anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they upcycle a lot of things. So that's a really cool brand that is on goshoplocal.com and we really want to prioritize brands like that and people who really care about sustainability because I think that we live in the day and time where people and especially big brands love to communicate how sustainable they are mm-hmm. and they say oh, you know we're so focused on sustainability but their actions only go so far and it doesn't really show yeah. um, but I think eventually if we're all on board or vast majority of people and companies are on board I think we can definitely make a change yeah absolutely yeah and I think it would be uh, the perfect place to start as well um, you know if we're going to do this if you're going to do manufacturing in Canada it has to be um, in the form of a circular economy mm. uh, Patagonia is the shining example yes. of doing this right yeah. so uh, they, they 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 repair their products for free and uh, they uh, you can return the product to them and they will upcycle them or you know make use of that product rather than going to landfill. Mm-hmm. So 
I think uh, when we're going to uh, promote the manufacturing industry in Canada, uh, we have to put systems in place that support sustainable production. Mm. So basically, uh, the products don't go to waste, and those products are fed back into uh, the same system where they can be reproduced and turned into something else. Mm. Yeah. There's this guy on TikTok, mm -hmm. and he's Italian, and he takes leather scraps and turns them into the most beautiful wallets you've ever seen. Nice. They are gorgeous, and his name is not coming up in my head right now. Yeah. But I usually shop with um, brands that I really love and I trust. But yeah. this guy, I saw him, and he was creating such beautiful wallets. I'm, I'm eyeing them. I'm gonna get one for myself yeah, we'll, for Christmas. Nice. We'll get, we'll give him a shout out in the mm -hmm. caption. So yeah, 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 look out. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so every business that we've talked about uh, during the podcast, we'll give him a shout out in mm -hmm. the, uh, in the caption. So yeah, do go ahead and shop with them. Support these businesses because. Um, these, these are the people who are leading the movement and yeah. uh, we hope that more and more people join it. Yeah, yes. and I think apart from sustainability, there is a lot of like innovation that comes out of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Like just because, uh, sorry, <laughs> you just brought up the point of um, the guy who makes wallets mm -hmm. uh, on TikTok, like Brave Souls as well, right? Like oh, yes. um, it's another yes. amazing company that sells on Go Shop Local and what they do, they take you know, old tires and even old uh, leather airplane seats and they turn them into shoes, bags, wallets, even pen holders. Like, it's so amazing mm -hmm. what yeah. people can do and what we're capable of if we put our minds together. And I don't know if you guys have seen that big, like, clock. I don't know exactly where they've positioned it, but there is basically a clock somewhere in Asia, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And oh, so the it's The world like, clock. Yeah, where Whoa. is it located? Are you talking about the climate clock? Maybe. Basically, it's the most important number in the world displayed everywhere. So they have it displayed in multiple mm. different cities, mm -hmm. New York, Seoul, mm. um, Glasgow. Uh, yeah, it's called the climate clock. It says the planet has a carbon budget. What does it say? Six years. So the deadline for us uh, to save the world is six years, 226 days and 22 hours. Doomsday clock. That's that's that's, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it helps to put things into perspective because yeah. people always talk about you know global warming and all these ways that we're polluting the earth, but you know just talking about it is not enough mm. until people visualize it and if they have a timer like these people have put in place, I think that it drives more um, inspiration to people to start something to change things yeah mm. so yeah that's basically what it says it says uh, the time left to limit global warming to one and a half degrees uh, is just six years and a half and um, if we don't do anything and if continue business as usual uh, by 2100 the temperature would have risen by three and a half percentage points which is catastrophic for the environment mm -hmm. uh, and especially for canada because uh, we are at the forefront of any climate change that happens mm -hmm. uh, the glaciers start melting in the north pole and we'd be the first ones that get affected wiped out wiped out <laughs> the amount of damage that uh, just the g20 nations have 
uh, caused and are causing is about 31 trillion so far. The number just keeps going up. Ending on this fun note. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go get some pizza. <laughs>